Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones. Uh, this is a podcast currently with just me. Uh, no extra person. I'm on my way to Game Hall Con. I didn't have an episode last week, and I, if I'm not careful, I won't have an episode this week, so uh, this is where I am. Uh, so I'm doing a Jason Hobbs um, I'm in a car in transit. Uh, I'm excited to uh, take advantage of the time that I've got between here and there. The I'd give maybe an update on what's going on, kind of as maybe the state of the podcast type speech. Um, I started this, I was expecting to do this for a year, made a commitment for a year's worth at uh, one episode per week. Uh, why one episode per week? I don't know. It just seemed like a good number. Um, I'm pretty well committed to doing that throughout the rest of the year. It's, it's worked out mostly fine. Occasionally gets a little rough. Um, mainly this time around, it was just too many things converging at one time uh, to be able to do that. It was running Kickstarter uh, was a lot of it. So it's been three weeks. Um, a lot I've learned from that. My second one, two in a year. Um, this one I stretched out for three weeks, which was a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. What you do is you get a, what's called the uh, U effect or a bathtub effect or whatever you want to call it. So generally your first few days, a lot of activity, uh, hardly anything goes on for, for about a week. Um, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty discouraging. You will be going along and um, you can occasionally even see your, your totals go down. Uh, there's even a time where I looked, the total went down but the number of pledges stayed the same. And when I checked that out, come to find out that somebody had canceled their pledge at the same time, somebody uh, made a pledge and, um, but one was a greater value than the other. So the net effect was, it was in an, going in the wrong direction. So um, last week, uh, yeah, it's, the other thing is there's different tools out there for tracking your Kickstarter. Um, I use, I looked at KickTrack. Uh, it's an absolute terrible idea. Do not, do not use KickTrack. It is so wrong in every direction. It will lead you to, uh, in the beginning, to um, uh, an incredulous optimism. You're like, there's no way, there's no way. Then once it's the bathtub, it's like uh, the, the flat part, then you're like, it starts coming more to reality, then all of a sudden it turns into it doesn't anticipate the spike at the end. So it, it can lead you to a couple of weeks of despair, knowing if you're going to make the numbers that you really wanted to make. I mean, the Kickstarter was the Kickstarter was set at three hundred dollars. Um, I already had sunk costs, so which was probably about that. Um, we we could have. The problem is they were sunk costs. They were gone no matter what. So I, I set it 300 because I figured it's a doable amount. And also it can be very stressful. If you set for a higher amount, just waiting for it to hit that, that trigger amount is very stressful. Now, maybe not very stressful. Depends on who you are. But it was, it was stressful for me last time. So I set it for 300 My real goal was $800. That is at the point where we actually would break even. Um, so 
And well, at least that's what I thought. I actually think it's higher now. Um, so we ended up going to 3000, which was based off of the prediction. <clears throat> so looking at the, uh, the, um, the rule of thumb, first three days, whatever you generate, multiply by three, uh, came out to being pretty much a perfect, uh, came out to being perfect better than the, uh, than the historical, uh, projections, uh, uh, historical projections, but the, uh, than what kick track did. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, so we, we made uh, 3000, which really was what I was at least hoping to, uh, 2000 was my previous goal. Uh, I was the goal. Well, that was not the goal. 2000 was the previous number for my, um, uh, scoundrels. This one, we're dividing the proceeds among four people. So it definitely now is lucrative. Um, by lucrative, I mean, um, uh, how much pocket change uh, it, it, it comes to. So I think with scoundrels, probably after costs, I probably wound up with maybe about uh, $2,000. I think I walked away with maybe four or 500. This time around, each of us, uh, I, I still have to do the numbers. The problem is, I think the mix and prices went up. Uh, I think they, they went up significantly. Um, I was originally kind of planning around maybe about four fifty per book for printing, coming out around a little over seven dollars per book. Um, you know, you say, "Well, that's only three dollars per," but yeah, it's a pretty significant uh, adjustment. Shipping, I think, also went up. Um, I didn't put the full numbers in, uh, but anyway, it's just, it's just definitely, um, it just feels like things are more expensive. It, it, could have made some mistakes early on in my spreadsheeting, but you never know. But anyhow, but it was a success. Uh, books are in the uh, in my house. It got delivered, but um, me and my discombobulation, um, I should have ordered the uh, I should have ordered label printers. Uh, a label printer. Um, last time I did everything by hand, uh, which is a bad idea because if you take it to the post office. They have to manually input every single, uh, so you, you give them your address, they have to type the whole address in, which takes a long time. And then they weigh it. And they'll, oh, they'll have to type in uh, their address, they type in your address, and then they weigh it. So each package could take like three to five minutes. Uh, and if you've got a, a, a load of packages, it's just, it's not tenable. It's just, I think I only had like 55 for scoundrels, and I think. It, it took three different trips, and each trip probably was two and a half an hour, at least an hour. And the post office, they don't want to, they don't like doing it because it just ties one person up for a long period of time. So, anyway, this time I'm going to do Pirate Bay. So, what I'm going to do is Kickstarter gives you an output. Uh, you can download a spreadsheet. So, I kicked out spreadsheet. <clears throat> I'm going to dump it into Pirate Bay, Pirate Bay, generate and pay for labels, slap the labels on there, and just deliver them to the post office. And um, it should be better than better bang. So, um, yeah, it's, but then, of course, you know, uh, I want to have that, that printer before I get, uh, I want to have the, the printer in time for, um, you know, I get back from game hole con so I can start uh, delivering uh, 
or start shipping out books. So then there was this whole thing, which, which label printer do I get? Went on RPG zines and uh, there was a recommendation, uh, which I can't remember because it's, uh, I got up, went to bed late, got up early and I'm on the road. So I decided to go with a, I forget now too, but anyway, uh, I chose the, the printer. It, it's one that can use any kind of labels. It's kind of, it's funny because you think for a thermal printer that when you're spending, you know, 200 bucks, you got to get like a really good printer, but it, it's actually, they're not great printers. They're okay printers. So you're, um, you're still at the low, you're still, you're high end consumer, but it's still not high end, which is fine. Cause I'm not printing out thousands and thousands of labels. I've got probably, I think a hundred and twelve. Uh, probably about 120 that of, of shipments I'm going to make. It's probably about minus a few. So somewhere around 120. Uh, I also know that I'm going to have to have labels for the Zine Quest for Kickstarter, the uh, Fane of the Fly God, which is my next project that I've been diligently working on. Um, so I figure I'll probably need to ship out at least another 100 zines, maybe more, uh, hopefully more, uh, come you know, I get ready to deliver that. So also if you, um, Rolo, I think Rolo is the name of the, the printer. Rolo? R-O-L-L-O. The, the advantage of Rolo is they, they basically can use any type of labels because they can use any type of labels. The, the, um, the life hacking, we'll call it uh, tip is to use, um, you can go to UPS and you can, you can, for free, uh, order four by six labels. You have to set up an account, and within that account, you have to set up another account, account within accounts, like a nesting doll. But what it is, is these, you can set, you can set up the My UPS, and that allows you to get your notifications and all that sort of stuff. But once you set up an actual, another account, what that does is it sets up your credit card, so it makes you a customer. By customer, I mean, it's assuming that you're going to be a small business making transactions. So, anywho, the, so it's free. So I ordered the uh, FanFold 4x6 labels from UPS last night and come to find out the, the, the box size for these is 6,000 labels. So... 6,000 labels. So I'm having 6,000 labels um, <laughs> delivered to my home. And so Rolo had the deal that it was $20 for 500. So I'm not doing the math, so I guess. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's a significant savings uh, if you're printing out a lot of labels. If you're not printing a lot of labels, it's 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 six thousand. I don't know what six thousand labels gonna look like as far as box size. So, at least you got a house. I can throw it somewhere. So, anyhow, come Monday ish, I plan on uh, printing out a sample shipment, and then <clears throat> with that sample shipment, I'll make sure the. Uh, Pirate Bay, or not Pirate Bay, Pirate, you know, Pirate Ship. Yeah. Uh, make sure that it, it doesn't do anything wrong. Uh, Tim Shorts told me about a situation of Kickstarter he did 
where a where the people who when they fulfilled the Kickstarter mailed all their um, material out. I think it was cards, and they did it wrong, and they they basically mailed them such that they delivered back to themselves. So they just like lost all their postage. So anyhow, the with the with the pirate ship, I'm paying my postage, you know, up front. So I just don't want to, uh, you know, with a thousand, not thousand, but with a hundred and twelve or whatever, I'm going to be shipping um, shipments times three dollars and like thirteen cents. You know, that's you know, so we're talking like you know, like three hundred fifty dollars or so. You say I don't know, quick math. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to eat that twice. So, I, you know, you as a, as the you as a person pledging, you've you've you paid for that uh, in the Kickstarter costs. So, um, anyhow, I just don't. We don't need to. Be, I don't need to be paying that again. So, because uh, that just uh, sucks away all the all the profit. By profit, I mean pocket change. So, anyhow, that's that's where we're at. There, I'm pretty excited. The the product turned out well. Mixum, I will say, Mixum, the turnaround time was exceedingly fast. Exceedingly fast. Like, I, I shipped, or I mean, I put a, a, um, I put a order in on a Saturday, and then I got them on Tuesday. So it was, it was one week. And then what? Three or four days? I can't do the math in the car. So, uh, so less than. So we're talking less than. We're talking a week and a half, basically. So, but I will say that their customer service non-existent. I had an issue, not a major issue. I was going to order the highest paper stock for the cover, but but alas, I ordered the hundred pound rather than the hundred ten pound. And uh, but after having gotten these. Um, these uh, uh, during the Madland zine is uh, it's heavy. Each zine is heavy, and I've been going with the highest paper stock, and I can um, this time instead of being 110, it was 100. So I don't think the 10 percent is that noticeable. Uh, not enough to make an order another thousand dollars worth of material, but uh, <laughs> but the. I will say it's heavy. It, it the quality's great, but that is a heavy, heavy, heavy uh, book. So, uh, which is nice, but I may go with a thinner. If I do another eight and a half by eleven, I may go with thinner pages. Not because I feel that the. Um, instead, I feel that there is a need to cut down weight for any other reason than it. It just it's heavy in the hand. It just it's it's definitely noticeable. So that may be something in the future. We'll see. Uh, with the fame of the fly gods, I think I'm going to do two zines and it's going to be uh, actual proper zine size. And I'm going to go uh, to probably just using uncoated paper for the interior and go black and white. Um, it's, what's kind of interesting is the, if you do the uncoated paper, just Whatever, whatever that term is for raw paper, it is more expensive, apparently because it uses more ink. So but we'll see. It'll be worth it. 
Uh, and um, with that, I have mostly written a rough draft. I've, I've, it's, it's, it's kind of tough. I'm going to push myself. My goal is for the uh, whatever the uh, write a novel a month uh, acronym is. Um, I'm going planning. My goal is to put uh, eight hours a week minimum uh, in November. So I'm not going to use the um, I'm not going to use the uh, fifty thousand word uh, goal that seems to be what they're kind of looking for because I'm not writing a novel. But what I am doing is editing my work. And by editing, I mean I is is slow hard work. Mentioned before, uh, Pro Writing Aid I've been using. Uh, it's been a huge help, not only for catching like grammar mistakes and things like that, but I've been using it to uh, help. They have a thing called uh, reading level or readability. Sorry, not reading level. Readability. And I've been finding that, that I've been working hard on the readability. And uh, I think by forcing me to do the readability, what's forced me to do is expand out sentences expanding out sentences, I realized I need, I'm adding more details and I'm finding that I think the work in general flows better and uh, it reads better. And I don't think it's just a gimmick, but then again, you know what they say, you know, I've, I've got this, uh, this bias since I, I bought it. And, but, uh, anywho, uh, plan is I'd like to get this whole thing written in November. I may reach out to somebody to write. There's a, there's going to be a, there's a setting portion, there's a dungeon portion, which is um, not really a, meant to be adventured in so much. Uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Uh, then there's going to be spell section, and then I've got uh, locations, deities, and um, some creatures, and I think that's it. So probably break the zine into two different booklets, and uh, but it's it's definitely for the dungeon portion. I'm really looking for somebody. I think I'm going to reach out to, to somebody to see if I can find so they can do some good descriptive writing. It's this whole book is meant to mainly be um, the zines. It's mainly meant to be a um, inspirational in its nature it's not this everything in it is is not necessarily practical but i'm aiming for a a fly themed spells uh worshiping uh dungeon uh, fly deities and and then locations so the way it's worked out is it started out? I was just going to reskin uh, spells using gross fly themes. The idea was to channel uh, the uh, comics, uh, like eerie and creepy, that kind of vibe, uh, grossness, body horror, and just reskin spells in that vein. So, um, but then it just, as I was writing, I decided. That sometimes I'm, I do a good job at just writing nonsense. So I just wrote a bunch of nonsense while I was writing the spells, you know, kind of channeling the, um, I don't know what I was channeling. I was channeling something. Uh, 
so then I was, as I was naming the spells, I was naming locations, I was naming deities. And then, then I went through and would write the deities. And then sometimes new locations would come up. And so as I was just making stuff up, just to be making stuff up, I it started filling out more and more. So anyway, it, it ended up turning into being a zine, a small zine into being probably two zines, um, most likely. So anyhow, that one's getting ready for... Um, so art, uh, so I haven't got any art for that yet. So the plan is get this thing written up as much as I can in November. And um, and then uh, I like to have the thing copy edited. I like to have everything uh, laid out and proof copies before Zine Quest 4. That's possible. I don't know if it is. So And then... For 2022, I'm not sure what 2022 holds besides that. Probably do at least one more journey in the Madlands. Uh, kind of burned out, so we'll see. Uh, it's not burned out, but so right now, just between this Kickstarter, between my uh, Zine Quest 4, uh, I also started GMing a, a, a game, some games. I also made the uh, decision because I we were forced in my uh, forces strongly. Uh, the situation necessitated that we go online. So between COVID, uh, between people uh, uh, moving away, between in job situations, um, it just the only way I could make a, a, we really need about it seems like eight people to get four or five people there consistently. So I had to add some more. I had to. We I added some more people to the group, and those were two people: Jason Kaki and and Ralph Mazza, or Mazza. So they are remote. So one's across town, the other one's across uh, is in Pennsylvania. So that's pretty locked me in. So then I decided to go away from Roll Twenty and try the Foundry, which was a good choice, but a lot of times. Uh, getting that thing figured out. So this last week and a half, been trying to get that done. Um, I think I threw out so many podcasts. And just um, it's just uh, I do have a recording for what will be next week. I just have to edit it with uh, Stefan. We got he's got the a new Kickstarter coming through. Uh, just saw Joel Hines his Kickstarter. Forget the name. I just backed it. But uh, I really wish I would have had him on. But um, I just, between getting ready for Game Hall Con, getting all my stuff ready and, and everything, it just, I just, just didn't have the capacity. So um, that happens sometimes. So, um, but anyway, so next year, maybe, maybe a journey into the Madlands, at least, at least one zine should be Fan of the Fly God. I've got some other projects I am wanting to do, but I've got, I get these ideas and uh, I just decided that I need to wait until December uh, to, um, to see if they work out. So the idea is to do a, another post-apocalyptic zine but uh, do it more um, along the lines of, of uh, Twilight 2000. There's a number of people in the 
Facebook group. And I don't want to, academics, not really the right word, uh, but I'll, maybe experts is right. Um, yeah, I'll go with experts. Uh, there's a lot of people that are experts in that kind of military, I don't want to say history, but it is kind of history. And, and I would say more of the more realistic side of things. And I'm just going to reach out to those people to see if they're interested in, um, in coming out and publishing a zine. So it probably won't be a Kickstarter thing. I don't know. Maybe it will. If it is a Kickstarter thing, it will probably be something like really low cost. We'll see. I don't know. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and it might only be like a, uh, something only goes a week. So, and that one I don't. And then I may be doing, I did reach out to a fellow where maybe we're looking to do some historical style zines to, to use for, for fantasy gaming. The other thought is, um, Maybe another zine, maybe more along the lines of essays for um, more for fantasy role playing games, but maybe dealing with uh, essays on I'm, I want to say essays dealing kind of maybe with real world things and um, and um, there's a person who kind of inspired me for this. I haven't talked to him yet, but we'll see how that goes. Um, that might be something I put out a couple times a year. Kind of like the post-apocalyptic zine. Don't see it necessarily maybe be of the, uh, the Twilight 2000 style zine. I don't necessarily see it as maybe anything real big, but maybe something that can be put together and, and crank out maybe a couple issues uh, a year. Maybe. And uh, after that, I've uh, been doing work for, been working currently. Yeah, the other thing that's been on the burner has been um, Continual Light. So uh, Eric Tankar's, um, I'll say derivative system. Maybe derivative's right. It's off of the Swords and Wizardry. It's a basic system. So I've been laying that that bad boy out. And uh, I think it's one of my better looking works. So I'm hoping to get that layout finalized. Possibly go to Kickstarter on this, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But also coming on the heels of that, we're also going to be uh, plan maybe uh, two different uh, modules slash settings as uh, micro settings. So uh, that's all planned for next year. There may be some other things going to Game Hole Con. Lose my voice, and uh, right now from talking, I don't know why talking in a car. Is so difficult, but uh, the uh, going to game whole con, and we'll see what what shakes out there. So um, never know. So yeah, podcast uh, probably next year will be not doing a episode a week. Um, by that I mean I probably won't commit to doing an episode a week. Doesn't mean I'll never do an episode a week. But um, it really what it comes down to is each episode probably is about two hours worth of recording of time. It's about an hour, we'll say an hour and a half worth of editing 
and posting yeah, maybe two hours. So another two hours. So there's about four hours. So there's four hours a week probably dedicated from uh, soup to nuts to, uh, to actually sitting on doing the recording to actually uh, sending some uh, uh, posting links to all the, the, the media that once it's on anchor. So four hours a week, um, it's, it's doable. I mean, you know, honestly, we all have time, but it's just, it honestly does cut into other things. So it's me trying to be a, uh, responsible father, responsible husband, um, you know, spend time accordingly, uh, doing things, going on walks and, and, um, and spend time with family plus, you know, career, career, <laughs> my, my career, uh, plus my job, which is stressful at times and, and consuming, plus uh, all these other projects. I just, uh, sometimes it's just, uh, it's it's a lot. So anyway, it, I never really felt that this was a burden. It's just that, man, sometimes, some weeks it's just, um, it's tough. So uh, anywho, this was that way. I had some time off this week. And I kind of spent some of my time off just um, purposely doing some uh, things that were just enjoyable and relaxing, which meant uh, <laughs> doing some zine writing, uh, working on the uh, oh the, the foundry, yeah, I think the foundry virtual tabletop, uh, very cool, very powerful. But my goodness, uh, I've I've invested invested bad word. I've spent a tremendous amount of time. Uh, trying to get that up and running and working. So that's been another thing, which in some ways has also been fun. So uh, anyway, uh, till the end of the year, uh, hopefully planning on an episode per week after the end of the year, or sorry, next year, prob- probably an episode a, uh, a fortnight. So yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments or whatever, um, so if you reach out, uh, I am Jeffrey, I underscore am underscore Jeffrey on Twitter. Probably the easiest way to reach me. And, um, or I think Anchor, you can call in. So I don't have anything too fancy, but anyway, talked a lot longer than I thought I would. I decided to redeem the time as I'm on the road. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I am so looking forward to Game Hall Con. It has been a stressful couple of years, and I find that uh, it's something that actually I probably look forward to more than most any other things that, that come about. So more excited uh, this year. Um, I guess I, I thought I was going to end, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, to say the podcast, uh, numbers aren't great as far as audience. I didn't know what to expect. My goal was about 100 listeners. It's actually probably stabilized to around 40. I, it's actually started out higher, but you know, obviously whatever I'm doing here is it's it's not for everybody. I think, uh, you know, obviously acquired taste, I guess, or whatever. Uh, I think part of the issue of the podcast, there's probably a number of issues. Um, but anyway, the people that do enjoy the people that enjoy it are the people that enjoy it. And and my goal really wasn't super numbers. And it's also reminds me too, 
uh, I have a friend that's a pastor who went to Bloomington and his dad helped him start a church and just things weren't going well. People weren't coming. And, um, and he felt very discouraged. And he said to his dad, he, he I guess, was complaining to his dad. And his dad is, was a laconic uh, mensch from Arkansas, a carpenter, a man of few words, a man's man, okay? He looked at his son when his son was complaining. He said to him, nobody asked you to come here. Nobody asked me to do this podcast. So the fact that I have 40 people who seem to be pretty consistent uh, is actually quite a bit. But to be honest, that's really – the reason I'm doing this podcast is a number of reasons. But, you know, having numbers is great. I guess it's great for the ego. But you know what? 40 consistent people usually have listeners probably go up to about – it's probably between like 35 to 50, I would say, is generally what podcasts go to. Um, some higher, but, um, the idea was, uh, the reason I did this podcast is twofold. One is I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm an introvert, but I'm not a very extrovert person. So my number of friends probably limited, uh, being the nature of who I am, uh, which is, uh, I guess kind of a, a, I'm not sure what it is, but not a lot of not a lot of friends. There's people I do we play games with and do stuff. But it's just like my circle of people I talk to. It's just nobody at work. You, I mean, as far as gaming and history or philosophy or whatever it may be, those types of things I'm interested in. It just I it just don't line up with people, and that's and that's fine. And um, but my thought is, you know what? You know, the idea is to kind of open stuff up is a good idea, and so there's a podcast called uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And the, 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 the state of premise, which I think is obviously a, uh, uh, is, is contrived, is that he, he's really not needing a friend. But, but, but what he's stating is, is, hey, I don't have any friends. And, and I have all these celebrities that I know, but I'm not really friends with any of them. Well, I just have a podcast and I'll get to be friends with all these people. But, you know, obviously you're not going to become friends with people in a, in a, you know, in a half hour discussion, you know, it's just ridiculous. But the sentiment is kind of neat. And I just thought, you know what, what a good way for me to actually meet people and, uh, is, is through the podcast. I thought, you know, I could, I could do this thing and, uh, and actually have a reason to talk people that's you know that's just it you know you see all these people on on the zine group because you're not face to face there's no there's no reason to strike up a conversation with a ben lawrence or a tim shorts or whatever and so uh that's what i did and uh it's been actually i would say uh a, probably the most positive thing come out of it so now i'm going to game whole and probably first time I, I go with a friend, Ralph, Ralph Mazza, uh, my favorite, favorite curmudgeon. So, but actually I'm going to meet some people here. So people become friends with, and my friends with, I mean, probably as, as friendly as you can get, uh, in the general internet sense. Uh, and so, 
that's a positive thing. I'm planning on going to North Texas Con in two years because, you know what? There's more friends I've made through projects, through, um, you know, through the podcast that attend that, that convention. And it's just like, well, as much as I love, as much as I love, and don't miss my exit, as much as I love GameOcon, uh, what I did this year is I just, instead of filling up full of gaming, I just carved out time to just meet with people, discuss with people. Also have some business I'd like to work into. I really would love to get into, or the publishing, and work with publishers, I should say. Uh, sorry, I'm, I just don't want to mess my exit. <laughs> it's it's now eight ten. My game is first game is at ten o'clock, and I'm not yet. I'm just now in Rockford. So uh, anyway, probably doesn't mean anything to you, but uh, anyway, I just don't want to. I do not want to mess up. The uh, so anyway, I just carved out time to hang with people and to relax and to talk with publishers. And uh, so anyway, it, that's so that's I'm really looking forward to that. Also with the RPG Zine group, I got a table, and uh, hopefully I go spend some time there with those uh, some some people interested in zines. Also, I'm going to be handing out some of the copies of the Journey to the Madlands to people who actually, who actually, I guess actually, to people who bought copies, bought copies. I mean, people who, <laughs> who, uh, who, uh, the, the patrons, whatever that term is. Uh, so I'm going to hand out some copies to those people and I can actually, uh, <laughs> I can thank them face to face. It's, it's, uh, it, I don't think I've, I don't think I have imposter syndrome until there's a certain point where I think I do. So, um, it's all fine and dandy until then it's like people talk about reading it or liking it or whatever. Then I start feeling, uh, sometimes very, um, I don't know. That's where it seems to kick in. So anyway, I get to meet some people. So I'm not going to say fans, uh, but I will say people that did buy and it'll just be fun. Uh, it'd be, it'd be really fun. The second reason I did the podcast or third or whatever is I, there's people and things going on that I'd be, I'm interested in. And I didn't find a lot of people uh, having podcasts that covered it. So anywho, um, I'm planning on doing, I'm planning on some different things for next year. Maybe this year, next year, um, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I got some people. I got at least one person who. Uh, so I've got a science guy that I want to get on. I'd like to talk to some astronomy, but by astronomy, I kind of mean more what world building, maybe uh, uh, geology, astronomy. Um, I may reach out to some historians and do some things there with some, uh, maybe some academics. We'll see. Uh, it might be kind of fun to kind of go that route. So uh, I got some contacts that may be interested. I'm going to reach out to some more people. So anyway, it could be some fun stuff in next year or at least in the future, maybe in the near future. I don't know. 
Um, but anyhow, I guess that's it. I better get going before I, uh, before I, uh, mess up and, uh, I can't believe I prattled this long. So anyway, uh, until next time, uh, you know what, just keep rambling. And if I see a game, Hulk on, uh, stop, say hi. Bye.